Once again, this is Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy. Just want to introduce you guys to um, how to be successful at the Barber College, how to choose a Barber College. Check it out, Crown Cuts Academy Live. Once again, getting it. Read and love the Johnson City way. Boom, boom. Here we go again. Spread and love the JC way. We got the syrup lady. We got my guy Sanchez. And we got Julia as always. Crown Cuts Academy. Barber College success. What does it take to be that next master barber? What does it take to be get to the next level? Well, today we decided to get the customer point of view. What does the customer think? Boom. What do the customer think about their barbers, their beauticians, their nail technicians? I think this is going to be a great perspective to give the students who's coming into the industry. What do the customers know? What do they don't know? How is it going to implement and help you fulfill or be the best person you can be when you go to cosmetology, barber school, nail school, esthetician school, or whatever? Um, I think this is going to be big. And also, we're going to get into a little bit of what do you know about barbering? Because there's so much that the average customer don't know about barbering that I'm here to give a, a clear explanation and talk about it. Um, so I'm going to start with my good friend. True story. When I was in college, I used to let this lady cheat <laughs> off my chest and my work. I was I, I, I was that guy. Okay. This girl right here to the left, to the right of me. She cheated off of me. Put the camera on her. We had marketing classes together. And right now, I claim the fame. She's an elderberry lady making an amazing product. If you don't feel good, check her out. Hit her up. She's going to put you back to health. She's going to nurse you back to health, matter of fact. Like I nursed her back to health right. when she needed right. some schoolwork. Okay. I got okay. her. So she got me now. <laughs> anyway, I'll start with her. Jess, what, from a client perspective, what do clients want to know about their service being done while in the barbershop? I know you did some research for us. And what did you come up with? Introduce yourself first. Yeah. And then so talk about that. Jessica Edmiston, the JC Syrup Lady. Um, so it was a great, great opportunity to talk to some people. I don't know if you know this, but or you know this. My daughter is a barber. She's in Nashville right now. And so my heart goes out to these guys. I love them. Um, I love my hairdressers. I've had several throughout the years. Um, so this was great just to kind of dig in and see kind of what's going on. What do we expect? What do we want? What are we hoping for when we go for a visit? And really, I think the, the biggest thing that I've kind of have seen throughout the board is just um, communication and consistency. Uh, we can kind of go into that a little bit more if you want, but I think across the board, we want to know, you know, what's going on, if there's an upcharge, if, um, you know, appointments, schedule change. Uh, we want to leave there looking great and be able to go home and duplicate that, I think. L listen to what you said, and it's important because most people in the chair, they don't have no experience of what's going on, but they want everything coming at you. Because most clients expect their barbers to be God. Yeah, that, we want you to make us look amazing. But there's only one God. <laughs> there's only one God. There's yes, only one God. Amen. And you got to be the best you can be. And that could be a lot of pressure for some people. But with me, I'm good. But that's good. But it's a perspective where we're going to get deep and dig into some things to help the students or even the person who's in the career field right now understand what do the clients want from us. And to my right, to the right of Jess, I'm let him introduce himself, tell him what he does, and then he's going to give a little bit of what he expects from his barber. Um, well, my name is Steve Sanchez. Uh, I am the assistant track coach at East Tennessee State. Um, you know, as a, as a customer of Craig's for the last five years, uh, you know, you're always wanting to look for 
just a listening ear, you know, um, with being in a career that, you know, I'm working over 80 hours a week, you know, the, the only kind of escape I have is to get into the barbershop. So, you know, you, you want to talk about different things that you probably can't talk about in a professional setting, obviously. And, you know, you just kind of, you know, want to find that, that escape that, you know, that, that different aspect of your life that can, you know, kind of bring you a new reset to your life, a, re a recreation to your life, basically. Great. Um, Julia, what do you think? What If you going in to get your hair done, what do you expect from your barber, beautician, hairstylist, nail tech? What are you expecting from them, Julia? Well, one thing that I've run into a lot of times is when I make an appointment at somewhere I've never been, I'll walk in and it's almost like I never had an appointment to begin with. Mm. One time I waited upwards of a whole hour for a nail appointment that I had booked two weeks ahead of time. So punctuality is really important to me. Um, the people I go to now, they're usually always right on time, but it is, it's stressful to make an appointment because you're low on time and to have to wait all that amount of time. I get that it's busy, but it seems like after so long in the industry, you know about how long each kind of appointment takes. And I think that an appointment should take priority over a walk-in that came in maybe five to 10 minutes before you. And if you do have an appointment, maybe tell them to come back or, work around them or give them to someone else so that you can take care of a client that booked ahead of time. I, I agree. I agree to a certain extent um, because there's so many different cases and so many different variables that happen because um, it depends on the situation. You have to ad-lib sometimes when you're in the work setting of a barbershop. Um, and I just came up with an idea. The best way to handle this, I'm going to let you guys ask me questions and I'm going to answer it. So throw a question at me, Sanchez. And then I'll answer it. Something when you're thinking about sitting down in the barber chair, what are you thinking about? And ask me a question so I can give the viewers a descriptive of what I think and what I feel and my expertise in my all my umpteen years of doing this. I think about this. I'm sorry. Right, well, I'll move on. Um, You're Jess. throwing them out. Yes, <laughs> go ahead. You keep trying to be spontaneous here. You're killing us here. Um, <laughs> When I sit down in a barber chair, I guess one thing I'm thinking is, is this going to cost what I have in my mind? So right. the last time I came, it was 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here mm, thinking, okay, I'm, well, hairdresser. <laughs> that was cut, color, style. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but just, you know, or I paid 35 bucks last time I was here sitting in your chair and I'm what? sitting here and we're having a conversation. You're mm -hmm. asking what I want done. So... Is that going to be the same price? The, number one, the key thing that I try to teach my students, the most important part of any type of service, haircut, nail technician, um, esthetician, is the consultation. Because once you get in the consultation, all those things can be avoided, Jess. All those things can be avoided. Because once you give a proper consultation, you take your fingers, you rub through the scalp, um, get a proper analysis of the scalp. You can ref you can tell the client what what type of shampoo they need, what type of um, protein they need for their scalp, if the hair follicles is what they can use to maintain proper hair density, what they can use to prevent hair loss. So once you give those proper analysis, because sometimes you might come and get your hair cut and your hair might be really clean or sometimes it might be really dirty. So those variables will raise the price up or down. And that's what happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. Or the length or the amount of work that you have to do. So those things can change the price of the haircut. So the haircut can come and you, it can be real basic. And you sit down, we talk about it, have a hair analysis, the consultation, and we knock it out, no problems. And then you might come in, you might use, you might be on vacation one time, and you might use your sister-in-law shampoo 
and not use the regular shampoo. And then it damages your hair. So the next time you come in, I have to treat it differently. So the prices might go up. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like to know the price up front. You like so that? are you encouraging in the consult? In the consultation? Tell, yes. Like, this yes. This is what it's going to cost. This is what's going to cost. This is what you need. This is going to prevent hair loss. This is going to make your hair fall out. Or Because typically, I think we all can relate to this. Most of us use the shampoo that's in the shop. So if your grandmother has the Suave shampoo that's a great bottle, everyone's using it. Men, women, neighbors, whoever comes in and take a shower in that shower, they're going to use it. But typically, there's several different types of shampoo for several different types of hair that can strengthen, that can have density, make your hair bounce, make your hair grow. So there's several different variables as far as shampoo. But most of us, that's why we have to go to school to learn those things. But the casual person, like the casual customer, might not know that. So it's our job to educate the casual client, customer. Sanchez. Mm-hmm. So what, what my question is? Yes. Um. <laughs> because there are several different things that we have to study. For instance, I bought a list of stuff. The general hours of, of barbering. We have to teach elementary chemistry. Chemistry as far as when you're doing hair, when you're dyeing hair, knowing the proper ratio so you won't, your hair won't get burnt. So being an expertise in that field, you don't want to leave. Like you said, you want to leave with confidence. You want to leave the chair feeling good. If your hair is not properly the balance of the ratio of um, the chemicals, you could really leave the shop or the barbershop, hair salon, whatever, in a bad in bad business where you're looking like, man, what happened? Damn, was I on the set of E.T. or was I on the set of Hollywood Squares? You know what I mean? So you want to... Yeah, it's, that, that was not funny late. <laughs> That's, that happens. <laughs> that happens. I'm telling you, that happens. <laughs> so you have to go to school to understand those things. And a lot of times what happened with, I think, with a lot of us in the field, we don't continue our education. Continue education is important because continue education teaches you what the new trend is, what the new product is, how to use it, how much to use, and how to upsell and what not to sell. Does that make sense to help cover your question a little bit, Jess? It does. It actually made me think of something else during this time. You know, we've been in COVID, and I know this because of dealing with my daughter, but, you know, there was a lot of salons and barbershops that were shut down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing that she told me was the rigorous sanitation process. Right. So right now, with you know, we're kind of getting back into community and things are opening back up, but it might be good just for customers to know how you are keeping things sanitized and... Um, taking that extra step. Yes. Um, like we talked about, all those things that we heard about, porous, non-porous, bacteria, viruses, those are things that's implemented in our textbook that we have to teach every day. What is porous? What is non-porous? Do you know what? Anyone, everybody knows porous is a non-porous? Oh, yeah. Porous is when something is just hard. If it's non-porous, it's not hard and it can attract bacteria. And bacteria is a form that's the beginning of causing the spread of viruses. And those things we talk about on a daily basis in barber school. What is it, What causes bacteria back buildup? What causes viruses? And those things that we talk about, those things we knew about before COVID. So we were taking our time and digging deep down in those things and teaching the students, hey, after every haircut, clean your surface. After every haircut, clean the chair clean your tools, clean your implements, and use the EPA-efficient stuff to clean your tools and implements so it will stop or prevent the cause 
of viruses and bacteria buildup. Good. So what other questions do you have for me <laughs> from your, your, your little analysis that you did on Facebook? She went out on Facebook <laughs> and she called her friends and they gave a list of things that they didn't agree with. Yeah, so um, for my friends that replied, thank you very much. Hey, shout um, out. Give them free syrup. Yeah, right? I thought you said give them a free service. I no, thought no, you were no. talking about a free service at your <laughs> shop. I like that. Free syrup, um, syrup, syrup. Something that came up that I think that um, maybe customers have a concern over is, you know, we look really good leaving the shop and then we go home and maybe we're a little bit uneven or we have a few strays. Uh, <laughs> you can't put lipstick on a what? Just joking. <laughs> So anyway, I guess consistency. So so how are you how are you teaching your students about con- what are you teaching them about consistency? Again, it's you can you can bring the well to the participant to drink, or you can bring them to the well to drink, and it all depends on them particularly receiving it. When they receive it, they'll retain it, and if they don't retain it, they're not going to apply. So no matter what we do, and we do a lot of receiving, retain, to apply. One to receive. We implement several things for them to apply. But at times, if, as in everything, nothing is 100%. Some students are going to come, and we're going to push them to the, to their max, to the limit. But again, it's up to them to apply it. And we, 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 we want you, again, the key is, the consultation, because once you go through the consultation, you put your fingers through the scalp, through the head, through the hair analysis, see if there's any abrasions, um, if someone's scalp is bleeding, if so- someone's arm is, is losing hair, and then you can properly treat them. But if you don't do that, it all starts. That's the most important part of the haircut is the consultation. Having the time to sit down and talk to that client for two or three minutes and then figure out. What's the plan of action I'm going to do to get the service done and make them really happy and have the proper tools to, to perform those services? Because every time this guy across the room, Sanchez, comes down, he makes sure he gets the he makes sure he gets his 35, 45 minutes worth, what he's paying for. Right. So when he leaves, he knows, Craig, I'm not leaving here until this thing is done. Craig, this is sticking up. So And that's all in the feedback and how it's received, too. And if this is your service and you have a client telling you how to service them, service them, you should not feel no certain way. You should want to please them even more because they want to come back to you. They want you to fix it. And as the best person, you should feel happy if someone is really endeared to you to want you to fix a service and make it better for them. Don't You can't take that personal. So, so, and I also hear you're developing a relationship with that person, which yes. I think we've seen. I mean, as women, we have our person that we enjoy going and seeing. And Sanchez said he enjoys spending some time to talk with you. And Oh, he can talk. Yeah. He goes. <laughs> he goes. He, it's he a can, safe space. You yeah, know, he, it's he a, can talk. He a can safe talk. space. I think that's good. I mean, I've never seen with a muzzle in this mall before in my life. <laughs> it's almost like you're sitting there not saying much, but it's almost like a muzzle. Uh-huh. So, Sanchez, talk about... Uh, what what did you do you not know about barbering that you want to understand? Uh, one thing that I kind of just thought of now actually is um just understanding how you can kind of work the angles 
you know, like one thing we talked about in the, in the shop one time was, uh, you know, how someone is, you know, looks like how they carry their head. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of can cut their hair to the way that they carry their head. Obviously, if they're not walking around with their their head down, you know, you're going to cut it a certain way so that when they are looking eye to eye with someone, they see that, okay, that's the way that their hairline kind of looks. And at this angle, obviously, it's going to look different if they lower their head or raise their head. Right. You know, I want to understand how do you do that, you know, for a customer? Well, and, and again, that's all in the consultation. So what Sanchez is referring to, a lot of times, a lot of clients will come in and they will look down like this, look in the mirror and drop <laughs> their head and said, Craig, I'm looking up. And my hair doesn't look straight, but I'm like, Sanchez, do you walk around in your daily life like that? Of course it's not going to look straight. You stand up when you walk around. So if you cut someone's head when they're looking down, it's going to be different than when they're looking up straight ahead. Because most people in a conversation, they're looking in your eyes. If they're looking anywhere else in your body, then you know something is wrong with your body or something is wrong with them. So if you're getting a service done, and you're trying to get the service done with your head down or your arms wide. That's why, like, they told, they tell most women when they're getting their hair cut, you shouldn't fold your legs. Mm-hmm. And you've heard that numerous times. Oh, absolutely. And, and why would they say that? Shifts your spine. Shifts your the way you're holding your head. Right. And also, the, the hair will not be balanced right. if you're cutting it. So, yeah, that's, yeah, Layton, that's something <laughs> I know you... <laughs> Layton's taking a note over there. I mean, no, Layton <laughs> learns something new every time we come down. Every I love time it. we have the, I love it. You, you learn something. So a certain way is, is, is the exact thing. You're not going to get your hair cut, like, bent over because it's not going to be balanced. You're not going to get your hair cut as a female with your legs crossed because it's not going to be balanced. So all those things go into consideration when you're getting a haircut. Questions from the audience. Julia, do you have any questions, Julia, as far as like, because this is basically just from a client's perspective. What do the clients need? What do they feel like? What are they thinking about when they're in the chair? Can you tell when you're getting a a terrible service? How do you tell your barber or how do you tell your beautician you don't like what you're seeing done? How do you tell them that? It's very hard to tell them that. I don't know if you, I don't know. Why? But I will tell you one thing. I think it's important how they present themselves. Yes. So that's, you know, one thing we pay attention to. If I see someone that's got really nice hair or if you're doing nails, and I'm like, gosh, her nails are really nice. Presentation. Your wife always has really nice nails. And Shout so out. I know that she, yes, Wendy, I love it. But she's paying attention to that detail. Mm-hmm. So we want to know you're paying attention to yourself. Right. Because then you're going to make us look good. So I think that that's something to keep in mind. And, you know, what you're wearing, um, you know. So, so through an experience, Sanchez, before or any time you've cut, you, you, you've been to the barbershop several years of your life, what is something that you don't like that a barber does or in a barbershop setting that kind of throws you off? You're like, man, why do they do that? Um, I guess I have some uncertainty with, you know, when, when the barber kind of has to go across the barbershop to look at you from an angle. Uh-huh. That kind of confuses <laughs> me sometimes. <laughs> You know, you actually did, did it uh, a couple of days ago. I was like, oh, no, what happened? <laughs> so, you know, I, obviously I know you see them in a different angle, but right. why is that? I mean, why, why, what can you see from 20 feet away compared to two feet away? Um, good question. At times, you don't realize when you're up close on something, it appears totally different when you give and you stand from a distance. So you want to give the client the best possible the best possible service. So you want to give it a perspective on different angles. 
Because at times when I step away and I walk in, I am treating you like someone walking in from a distance. So they will see the same thing I'm seeing when they walk up on you. And they'll see the same thing that I'm seeing when they from a distance for me. Because some people can see some things from a distance that no one else can see. Some people like have 20-20 vision. Some people have vision above this world that you'd be like, man. So I'm just trying to give a perspective from all angles to give the best possible service from to you. Yeah. What do you think, Jess? Um, a couple things I don't care for personally. I don't like to go in and be in a chair and the person cutting my hair is really distracted with the person next to them or the person over here or another client came in and they're constantly looking around. Like they're not focusing on me. I'm paying good money. I hope that they're paying attention to me. Um, that's one thing. Listening to what I'm saying. I've gone before and I'm like, you know, I don't, please don't put any product in my hair. I don't like the way it makes my hair feel, you know. And instead of saying, okay, you might not get the same result or you might look different as I blow dry, not listening to you, putting the product in anyway, or like, you know, last time I was here, there's too much product. Could you use a little bit less this time? Right. So listening to your customer. Yes. Yes. Listen to your customer. That's what I'm hearing from you guys. Listen to your customer. Don't do something that you want to do. Consult through the haircut. Listen to your customer. Have a viable conversation. Get some feedback with, and a question for you guys. Do you like your hair getting cut or getting the service done? You looking towards the mirror or away from the mirror? Away. I like to look towards. I like to look towards me. I like to see what's going on. Why? Just because it makes me, like, I can see she's paying attention or she's, you know, she's doing what I've asked or she's measuring out and it's even or, you know. So why you say away, Julia? I don't know. I guess I'm just so trusting in my hairdresser that I feel like she's doing everything perfectly, and I just like to relax and enjoy the service and feel everything going on on my head, and I don't have any reason that I do want to be looking in the mirror. Sanchez, Sanchez holds the mirror the whole time. <laughs> he has. I give him his personal. He has two mirrors. He has his, I give him personal handheld mirror. Sanchez, hey, hold this. He'll put it in his lap. He'll put it up. I like. Hey, do you? Um, I mean, just for checkpoints. I mean, obviously, when you're mo- when you're moving through the haircut, especially the way I come in, you know, I look like a totally different person when I walk out. So, you know, you just you want to kind of have you know, just know that you know everything's going smoothly. That there's no, you know, hiccups or anything like that, basically. Or there might be something that you see, like, hey, I want to try this. Okay. You know, like this, it's just it's just Reassur- reassurance, no, yes. affirmation. Yes. I guess so. You like to look into the mirror. Yes. All right. So, so what 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 are some things that you admire that besides keeping yourself up that you admire that barbers do? Because they, they we this is a podcast to let them know what they're doing wrong, what they can do better. But it's also fair to let what them know well. what what they do well. I wouldn't say it's like a cockiness, but you know, be proud of your work and make it make it known. You know, obviously this business is about communication. Mm-hmm. If if I'm a client and I know that a barber's like, dang, this is one of my best haircuts, and I hear that, I'm going to feel really good about that. Confidence. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be a cockiness. It doesn't have to be like, you know, I'm the best barber in the shop or anything like that. It's just, a, you know, reassuring that, like, wow, this, I feel really good about this work. I I think you should, too. Yeah, I agree. When they're confident. And um, I think when they, there's a difference between listening to what you say and really hearing what you're saying. Right. So when they really hear and I'm like, this is what I'm really wanting. And then they deliver. It's like, wow, they've really delivered what I was hoping for. So I think Mm. that that's 
Awesome. What do you think, Julia? I kind of want to piggyback off of what they were saying. Um, I've been in services before where they like take your picture afterwards, whether it be nails or hair, what have you. I think that makes you feel good. It's like they really were satisfied with the work they gave you, so you should be too. And I've been before when they've taken my picture every time, and then that one time they didn't. You're like, do they just not have time, or did they not like the way it turned out? They don't want to showcase <laughs> right. it. So I really, I think that's kind of pleasing to get your picture made and have. And know that they were proud of what they did. So giving the client confidence when they get up the chair, showing that you appreciate your work, that you're like, man, I did that today. Mm-hmm. Gives you confidence when you leave the chair. Be like, oh, man, they must I'm have really. I'm looking good. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. Like, that, oh, I need to go all over Johnson City. That, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to that, Sanchez? I see you um, rolling your eyes over there. No, I'm trying to think of something, actually. Um, I don't Hard know if you've ever you know, been to a, been to a uh, <laughs> restaurant where they have, like, you know, these these celebrities that sign their names and they have these pictures on the wall. Yes. I don't know. Is that something that you could do as a, you know, with customers, you know, people that cut in the shop, obviously, you know, put the clients, put the pictures client on there. the wall. That, that kind of gives that client a, a little bit of ownership, you know I mean? Right. Know, just, and then obviously other clients that maybe have similar hair can be like, Hey, cut me just like that. Or, yes. you know, I like to pull from this and this and this. Yeah. So you just want your picture on the wall, Sanchez. Basically. So you say, right, we'll, we'll work on that. Sanchez wants his picture in the school. Yes. Sanchez, I'm going to work on that. I am going to work on that. Yeah, that's, I, I got you. We can put you up there. We will, we'll put you out there. We'll audition you. We'll, we'll, we'll put you in the market if that's what you want. I know you all on the market. So, but we got you. I got you. Um, I think it's important, too, because why today I chose this podcast about the clients, because it, it really is about you guys. Our service is for you. We try to be the best possible person, barber, beautician, nail tech for you. And when you take, what I'm hearing from you guys also is when you take pride in your work, the client feels that way. The client feels good. The client feels, man, I could take on this. I'm ready to go out. I'm ready to go eat. I'm ready to go with my spouse, with my kids, with my friends, with my peers. I look good because when you look good, you feel good, you think good, and everything else overall makes it, mm, put that sign of approval on it. Any more questions, Jess, that you have from your clients that you didn't that we didn't pull up? No, we pretty much. I mean, I think that we we um, covered a lot of that. One thing that somebody, uh, a couple people had said was upselling, upselling, which I think you're doing that in the consult, but also at the end, I think. Right. Um, oh, and there was a comment of you know something. They were just saying if it's something that's complimentary, it's always good to let people know. Right. I know that sometimes they're like, "Hey, do you want something to drink?" Mm-hmm. Well. We might like to know if that's complimentary or not. Okay. So we know what to expect again when we get up there and um, I got this ice cold water pay. for you. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that that's, it's yeah. nice. And where my daughter works, you know, they some, say, do you want a complimentary drink? Yeah, I got some thin mints. That's that <laughs> do you want complimentary thin mints after your haircut? I would think, okay. But um, I think that being sure that you're upselling the products that you're using. Um, if you, you're looking at someone's hair and you're like, you could really benefit from, you know, a conditioning treatment or something like that. I mean, a lot of times we're going to say yes. If it's your recommendation and we've built this relationship, um, you, you're making more money, so, which uh, is good. So another thing, um, a question. Do barbers think it's rude if clients don't want to chat during their haircut? What do, what do, you, what do you guys think? Um, do you think if you come in and you say you don't want to talk right now, is it? Do you consider that rude if you don't want to talk during the haircut? How? How do you? How? how what do you think about that? Well, I, I know 
my daughter has talked about men who just don't want to talk. They just want to be in the chair and be pampered. So I think it's finding <laughs> a good way to be like, yep, for some conversation today. Or you want to just chill out. I think women like to talk. You and know. again, all that goes into consultation. You could kind of feel the vibe. Because you have someone like Sanchez, he comes in, he's he's going. His mouth is moving. He's talking. Right. He might talk about his cat. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and he might want to talk about his cat for the whole haircut. But then there's some guys who don't want to just come in just like after like the first two minutes, you're like, oh, I'm like, man, what's going on? And then passed out in the chair. So what do you what do you guys think? Do you think that you should be able to carry on a conversation the whole time with your beautician or your stylist i don't know i kind of struggle in that department too because sometimes i have those days where it's like i just want to relax i hate to carry the conversation and i've also been to someone before that provided an amazing service but the conversation was always lacking and it's like should i be trying to make conversation with this person or should we just sit here in silence like i don't really know how to handle it so i kind of cast my net and if they don't really pick up on it then i just try to relax the rest of the time does that affect in their tip? It doesn't. I've never really had that affect their tip, but it has made me wonder if I should go back. Like, mm-hmm. I had well, that, someone. But that's part of the tip. Yeah, yeah that that is true. I have had. Uh, there was a woman I went to that gave an amazing pedicure, but the whole time it was just kind of awkward and uncomfortable. It made me wonder if I even wanted to go back, even though it was really good service. What do you think, Sanchez? Um, I think it's a part of the profession. I mean. I think you need to read the situation. Obviously, if someone's pretty busy and they're on their phone in the chair, you know, right. obviously, I would you read the situation. Maybe you don't bother them. They're just there to get their hair cut and then move on. But obviously, if you can tell someone kind of needs a pick-me-up, whether it's from the haircut or just from talking. Right. You just got, I mean, we, we both know that, that being a barber, petition, it's much more than just dealing with hair. It's, it's yes. handling personalities. It's, it's, it's so much. I mean, it's a, lo- it's a lot of different things, I mean, involved in that profession. Right, right. What do you think, Jess? Um, I think it's a great thing to take into consideration because I've been on both sides too where I've wanted to, um, I have hoped, I guess, that I could just sit there and kind of be quiet or you run out of things to talk about and you're like, I'll lay down, I'm trying and, to force and you, this. But the client should have that option and not the service provider. So, for instance, I'll give you a scenario. You go into your service provider, nail tech, barber, hairstylist, and you walk in and you talk a little bit, then they put the headphones on. How would you feel? Well, I've never, that would make me probably, I would probably be kind of um, offended if that happened. (laughs) We're done hearing from you now. I'm going to put my headphones in. But, I mean, I think it's finding that balance. And if you're building a relationship with somebody, you kind of know, like, you can kind of feel it. Okay, they're not really wanting to talk. I've, and I've heard from my daughter, because I'm not in this, right. uh, you know, as a career, but she said, yeah, I've got this guys, and it's, I feel like it's a lot of men, but there are probably women like this that just don't want to talk. They right. just want to come in, enjoy a service, let her massage their scalp, take care of them, give them a nice treatment. It's kind of their escape. Right. It's their way of going to the spa, I and guess. And again, this is from regard. a client perspective, so it's important because the service provider is going to hear this podcast and be like, man, I didn't think of it this way. I didn't think of it that way. But clients, one of the things I've noticed that clients, when they get a good service, it's easy for them to walk away, but it's hard for them to almost confront the problem. Be like, hey, man, I'm here for you. I I like coming to you, but can you treat me a little bit better? 
and you shouldn't have to go through that because those are the things that you should know automatically as a service provider. You should feel the vibe, like you said, Sanchez. Feel the vibe of the client. Mm -hmm. Feel the vibe if they want to talk, if they don't want to talk. But don't just assume it and just shut them off because they are providing you and paying you for the service. So by you putting on some headphones and shut them off or or doing everything around them opposing to giving them that service and making them feel like a king for the day, that's pushing you away, right or wrong? No, I, I, yeah, I would say, yeah, it's pushing them away if you don't provide them with that, that openness and, you know, being in the position that you're in. I mean, I think that you need to be able to, you know, obviously you, you can't just assume that, okay, they're quiet, they don't want to talk, maybe they're just not a conversation starter. Right. You know, like I'm... I'm very shy. As much as I love to talk, I'm actually very inherently shy when it comes to, you know, initially meeting someone. But once you get that person going, as you can see what the relationship is built to for us. Right. You know, so you just got to, you know, kind of, I'm not saying, you know, put a, put a cookie cutter, you know, kind of conversation out there, but kind of look at what, you know, maybe what, maybe they came in with a shirt that, you know, maybe a sports team. And maybe you talk to them about that to kind of open them up, you know, just find a common ground. Yes. Find so a common ground. we're getting ready to close here in a little bit. So what message we're going to, I'm going to give all you guys opportunity. What message or what thing you would like a barber, a beautician, a nail tech to hear from you? What is one thing that you would want them to hear from you? That makes your day. That just makes you happy. What is one thing? So, are you saying if we're sitting in the chair? Yes. One thing. One type of advice. Some sort of um, pick me up. Be like, hey, you know what? When I go to the hair salon or get my hair done from a barber, I like this. I'll tell you what I like, and I I think as a barber or a salon stylist, if you don't have repeat customers, something's mm -hmm. wrong. You're right. And so when I come back and they're like, hey, how was that trip you went on? Or it's almost like they really paid attention to who I was and they listened to what I was talking about. And we were like building that friendship. Pay attention like, to you. How are your kids? Listen How's your daughter? You. Yeah. So we are sitting in that chair and we're having conversation. Um, I think my daughter probably would say sometimes it's like a therapy session for their client, you know, just a, a safe place to talk. Um, but when they can remember something about me, that makes me feel special. It makes me like, I'm so glad I came back here. It's so good to see you, you know, or if you see them out and they're like, Hey, how's it going? You know, how's that elderberry syrup? I've been taking it and I'm healthy. That's right. what, I like to hear that. <laughs> what about you, Sanchez? I'm going to piggyback on that. Um, just be as balanced as possible when it comes to communication. Um, you know, don't don't just have one thing you can talk about, whether it's sports or cutting hair or whatever. You know, be as open as possible. Whether it's, you know, your your but, your love of cats. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just find find a common ground for for all your customers. Be able just to communicate. have a broad perspective yeah. on life, on yes. everything. Be yes. able to talk about everything, not just one thing. Mm -hmm. I hear that. What do you think, Julia? I think it all comes down to building that relationship with the client because, I mean, if you don't establish that in your first couple visits, like you were talking about, it would be hard to want to come back and not explore other options. But if they take a special interest in you and know what you're wanting, what style you like, what your hair type is, then why would you not want to go back to them? Appreciate it. And as in closing, again, this was a great podcast. I hope you guys have fun. Um, but as in everything, everything must come to a an end so we can start over and do it again next time but thank you again jess thank you the syrup lady really sanchez the track coach and the, julia as always the one and only the 
My marketer. Yeah, thank you, thank awesome. you, thank you, thank you, Julia. Um, and in closing, again, Barbara College Success. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and all major platforms of podcasts. Just go in there, pull it up, and you will. We have this is our tenth episode, I think, Julia. Yes. Number ten. Go in there, listen to all of them, give some feedback, and Crown Cuts Academy four two three four six one zero 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 four. Call us up for an appointment. Come down and check us out. We are enrolling first class every Tuesday of every, the first Tuesday of every month we enroll the students. Come down and check us out. Again, this is for you, for the client, for the students, for the aspiring person who want to get into the industry. Check out the podcast. It'll give you a preview, a descriptive of what we do and how to make your mind up if this career is for you. It's a great career. Again, thank you to my audience, my friends, my great friends, and spreading love the JC way once again. Boom.